This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. Welcome to Kids Bible Minute with our daddy, Landon Rao. Hello and welcome to another episode, our 205th episode of Kids Bible Minute. I'm your host, Landon Rowell, and the preacher for the Church of Christ here in Ramona, Oklahoma. Thank you for deciding to study God's Word with me this blessed day. And I want to encourage you to have your Bible with you so that when I mention a Bible verse, you can pause this podcast and read that passage for yourself. I want you to see God's Word and not take my word for it. Now, after you have read that passage, unpause the podcast, and then if I read the verse out loud, read along with me. If you are new to our study, first, I want to say thank you for studying with us. And secondly, I want to let you know that if you want to reach any archived or past episodes that aren't necessarily on the app or the website, you can very easily now find them at RamonaCofc.com. That's RamonaCofc.com. And in the podcast section, there is a direct link to Kids Bible Minute past episodes. So those of you who have been studying with us for a while, No, we have been going through the book of Revelation. And in our last study, I mentioned I would spend this particular study on the battle of Armageddon that many are so fixated on. The battle of Armageddon is considered by most in the denominational world in particular as the last great battle between good and evil where Christ will triumph over Satan here on earth, and Jesus' earthly kingdom will then be established. So the question is, is that doctrine true? The answer might surprise some of you, but it is a resounding no. But why is that the case? Without getting into all the details of premillennialism, which we will look at first, I want us to focus on Armageddon itself, and why it couldn't be or there could not be a literal battle take place. First, to get this battle, it completely removes the fact that this book is written in symbolic or apocalyptic language, in other words. Those who hold this battle to literally take place at Armageddon don't suggest a dragon is spewing demonic, miracle-performing, king-summoning frogs out of its mouth, But somehow this battle is literally taking place in a literal Armageddon. That doesn't make any sense. Secondly, the Armageddon, or its transliteration, if you will, Mount Megiddo, has another issue. Megiddo is a very small place. If you were to place everyone that is supposed to be in this battle and put them in Megiddo itself, that we know exists, they would be shoulder-to-shoulder like sardines. Again, how does any fighting take place if that's the case? Thirdly, there is actually no such thing as Mount Megiddo. Only a town called Megiddo that happens to be next to a river. There simply is no mountain Megiddo that has ever existed. So the term alone is only symbolically pulling from a portion of Old Testament truth. Fourth, there is no battle ever mentioned in the book of Revelation. 
Satan and his army come to battle, but there is never a battle. In Revelation 16, 17 through 21, we see a battle is, uh, Satan tries to battle, or he comes to battle, in other words, but there's no battle. He just is destroyed, thrown to perdition. Revelation 19, 20, uh, 19 through 21, and Revelation chapter 20, 8 through 10. Again, Satan comes to battle with his army, but there is no battle. So when we look at this, we see that these things that many people would say are literal, and this literal battle is going to take place, there's not even a battle mentioned in the book of Revelation. So why would God inspire this verse and have John write it down? Because the town of Megiddo played a very significant role in the Old Testament. And as we know, Revelation is all about using Old Testament symbolism. Megiddo is mentioned 11 times in the Old Testament, where some major battles with God's people take place. Some they win, some they lost. Because of its strategic importance, that being Megiddo, many battles were actually fought there. One historian actually wrote, These low hills have witnessed perhaps a greater number of blood encounters than have ever stained like area in the world's surface. So God, is using the site of Megiddo, the town of Megiddo, where there was a fortress, to symbolically prove a point. As I said, in the Old Testament, every battle that was won by God's people in Megiddo, they were faithful at that time. But every battle God's people came to there that they lost, they were not faithful. This brought about a trend where we find that anyone that the army of God's approval is upon wins the battle, and the one that didn't have God's approval lost. Now let's fast forward that to our text now. If we find an army without God's approval, Satan and his followers coming, marching to battle in a place where only one type of army actually ever won, then what do you think is going to be the end result? God uses Megiddo as a representation of the reality of approval. And so, when we look at this and we examine this, God is simply pointing out that there was only one army with his approval there, and it's his. And there is no actual battle that ever took place. Satan came with his army, but they were destroyed before they ever had a chance. Now, we will get into more of the absurdities of premillennialism in later chapters, but for now, this will suffice to prove that Armageddon is not only not a real place, but there will not be any physical battle there. This is strictly a spiritual war that's been going on uh, since Adam and Eve fell to Satan. Paul would prove this point in 2 Corinthians 10, 3-4. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Well, that concludes this Bible study for today. As always, I want to thank you for studying God's precious word with me. And I want to encourage you to continue to study God's word with me every day. Be sure to use the wonderful material and other podcasts made available through the Bible Way Media app or website at BibleWayMedia.org. I also personally have a website at gospel-preacher.com.
Of course, make sure you ask your parents if it's okay by them before you download the app or go to those websites. I also encourage you to contact me personally with any question about the Bible at the Ramona Church of Christ email address, which is RamonaCofc at gmail.com, or through our Facebook page. Make sure you message the Ramona Church of Christ in Oklahoma and not California there on Facebook. Until we have an opportunity to meet again, peace be with you in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Wave Media by visiting us at BibleWaveMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We thank you for listening.